forgot how good some of these were. Man, Grim War. I'm still proud of Grim War. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Double Issue. My name is Quentin and with me today is me, Daniel. And this is a show where we create a superhero universe together through short stories and world building, brainstorming type stuff. This is part four of villains. If you haven't listened to the first three parts, go listen to those. If you haven't listened to any episodes, go listen to part one and two and three villains. We're kind of doing a recap as we go. Yeah, we thought this would go a lot faster, but it's taken a little longer to get through everybody. We got a lot of characters. Yeah, we do. And we got quite a few more to get through now. Okay, so the next set of heroes come from my story in the Cafe Infinity. And we start off with Graham. He's a Martian, and he has one of the relic weapons that's a special sword. And he's a like octopus fishy man. Okay, okay. Same race as Ichivo, Martian. Yeah. Their weapon was a like sword that like what was the actual mythological cram? It was in the Volsagna saga, used by men in Volsung. Did we determine it like broke into pieces can assemble itself back together? Because I think I remember that and it sounded really cool. So in the story, in the mythological story, Odin breaks it into pieces. Yeah. But so my thought was, do you remember the end of the Final Fantasy Advent Children movie where they break that one sword apart into a bunch of swords? Sure. Okay. My thought is Graham can do that with his sword and he breaks it out into as many swords as he has hands and he just fights with all of them at the same time. Yeah. I think I mentioned how I mentioned with almost every weapon we make like this, how you could just throw some pieces behind and then reassemble it together. <laughs> yeah. And you just got pieces of sword flying through. Yeah, that's his final attack is sword cloud. Yeah, like hitting someone with an intact sword, it breaking on them. Then when you got the hilt on the other side, all right, reassemble. <laughs> so let me see. What did we do for Ichiballs? <laughs> uh, Wasn't it the whale? Uh, yeah, guns all over. <laughs> yeah, whale Bert F guns all over. <laughs> We have a we have Mega Dragon was another and Sphinx was the other like super big monster. Yeah. What if he fights something like a stone guardian or some sort of big menace? You keep seeing he, but I believe uh Martians are all gender fluid. Yeah, they are. I guess that means they could be a he. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He could be right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He were definitely doing it consciously. Get- <laughs> I, I know i need to get better at that and the the stone being could be called kilo <laughs> yeah just kilo like hello yeah okay kilo <laughs> i like the idea that just you know every couple of months like hey graham it's back again you gotta drive it back into the ocean yeah it's just kind of a nature nature monster i was trying to think there's the original sentai monster movie or uh Wait, what's the actual kaiju? Because that's what I was thinking about. I forgot to bring that up. Uh, Colossal. No, that's a new one. 
mean, what's the, the old, old one? So is this a huge rock being? Yeah, I was thinking a couple stories tall. Mm. Like, what's considered one of the earliest kaiju films is about just a giant golem-like monster that attacks people attacking a village. Kaiju rock. Nope, that brings up the movie Rampage. What if it was like uh, it lived underwater, yeah. and the, that's where all the all the Martians lived. So they're living underwater. Yeah. And uh, there's a spot that's a collection of rocks. The legends say that this was a a powerful ancient being, but it's long past the days since those legends. So Martian teens go out. And they have like a a coming of age type thing where it's like you got to go up and carve your initials into the rock. Or you got to carve something into the rock. And it's just kind of like an initiation thing. Like I'm tough enough. But one day enough enough people have carved or enough Martians have carved their, their stuff into the rock that it has penetrated like the outer skin layer and it awakens. Oh, I like it. So it's got a bunch of Martian symbols all over it. So maybe it has like a glowy script look to it. It's pretty good. That works. So the films I was thinking of were Daimajin, Return of Daimajin, and Wrath of Daimajin. Okay. And it's like a pretty good sized stone monster that looks like a soldier. But it looks like most of the film is about feudal Japan. And then in the last 10 minutes, 20 minutes of each, she shows up to wreck face. Okay. Okay. All right. Kilo. Kilo. Graham. Yeah, for Graham. So that moves us on to Flair, who's a fire-based hero. Um, and he, in this scene, he was just kind of talking to Quake and Amy. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really see his powers yet. Okay, okay. Villain idea. Eon. <laughs> so he could be Flair Eon? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eon does sound like a pretty good villain name. Should put that in our back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Eon. An indefinitely long period of time. So it could just be a time-based villain? Something like that. It doesn't have I to be that's... for flair, but yeah, I think it's a cool name. Yeah. Um. Let me think. I don't necessarily want to do just like the opposite. Sandy Man. <laughs> sandy Man. Just a, just a sandy Man. A good, good Sandy Boy. That could be interesting, though. Maybe like a glass fighter? Glass cannon. <laughs> I think that works. A literal glass cannon. So maybe he has sand powers and then uses glass as like sharp things to throw. Hmm. I guess one way they could fight Flare is try to trap them under like a, a glass thing and run them out of air. They're just like Flare's shooting fire back and forth and he's building up a like a lamp to put around them or a jar. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I think that works. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that brings us down to Discus. Discus. Yeah. He's a robot that throws frisbees. Okay. Okay. I think after artificial insurrection, he or they joined up with hero groups to do their part. Death discs. Just razor sharp frisbees they're throwing. I think they're just so heavy. A little bit of both. Yeah. Their discs are probably like ammo. They can vary it up depending on the situation. So. When I play disc golf, I know my greatest enemy is trees. Oh, I thought you were going to say ants. Oh, no? Because if enough ants get on the on the frisbee, they, they could all move to one side and really weight it 
weird and it just throws off your game. What about a really tiny person that just jumps on their discs and when they jump off it makes it go into a random direction? It's too silly. <laughs> yeah, it's too silly. What about uh, one of the tree people from Thorn's background? Mm-hmm. They could just fight discus. Yeah, I think the tree person will need a gimmick, though. Yeah. Poison Oak. Professor Poison Oak. To you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be. His poison, or their poison powers don't work on discus since he's a robot. So they just got to go hand to hand. Well, yeah, but uh, what if discus is throwing discs? They can't necessarily just come back to them. To them. Um, poison Oak's over there. Poison in the discs. So that the poison gets back to Discus and poisons other people around Discus. Oh, okay. People Discus cares about start getting really sick. Only Link, the investigation force, can find is Discus themselves. So Discus is the prime suspect. And Discus has to find out the truth. And the truth is a poison tree person. (laughs) 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 Has been secretly secreting poisons on Discus's discs. Yeah, no, I think that's good. All right. It's a regular frame job. All right. And that brings us to Bouncer, who's a rubber person. There's there's rubbery. Okay. What about... Uh, Glue. Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking uh, someone called Riot. Oh. That... Uh, uh, um, I don't know about, like, not necessarily mind control... But they have some sort of sound-based power that puts a lot of people into a frenzy. And so they cause riots and cause chaos and everything. And they use that to cover up whatever they're doing at the time. That's really cool. Maybe it's a... They have, I don't know, what kind of instrument, a flute or whatever. It could be any instrument. But they have they have memori- they have learned this sheet music that was locked away in some vault. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... It's a a song that induces great amount of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was locked in in Pandora's box. That was what's in Pandora's box. <laughs> was sheet music. <laughs> and Riot found it. Okay. And also they have to no, have really a glue-based good. villain too. I was serious yeah. when I said okay. What about super glue? <laughs> 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 Sergeant Gloober. <Ugh. laughs> oh yeah. Super glue's a little rough. Sergeant Gloober. It could be a whole glue based group. The Gloop. <laughs> yeah. So there's that's pretty good. Gorilla glue, super glue, Sergeant Gloober. Now, are these different members of the Gloop? Are they uh made of glue? Are they glue based? Are they hold on. I got I think I might have a a better name instead of the gl- group. What about the conglomerate? <laughs> I think that's pretty good. <laughs> so so are they like made of glue? Have sticky powers? What's going on with them? I think they all have sticky powers, but maybe they just join together since sticky powers aren't so maybe so they're all so they're not a not all like uh the same source they've just they just looped up because (laughs) they just stick together because they uh 
They like the like they don't they can't do a whole lot on their own. They're all not very good of a th- they're not a very good threat yeah. individually, but together they're potent. So like Gorilla Glue is their muscle and yeah. Sergeant Gluer can give them commands and knows tactics. Yeah. But then Super Glue is just like squirting glue on everybody. Yeah. Keeping everybody down. Yeah. What about a hot glue gun? What about just a horse? <laughs> Elmer. <laughs> Elmer the horse. It's rude. <laughs> it- Elmer actually just wants revenge for all their horse people. What if they don't even talk or anything? Yeah, it's just a horse. It's just a horse that they have around. Maybe Sergeant Gluer rides them, rides the horse. <laughs> but at some point, there could be some storyline where the horse rebels or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Man, we got some winners for Bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncer's like one of the ones I didn't give a lot of time to. Yeah. That's okay. We got there's another one. Aquafortis is pretty good for being a throwaway character on the yeah. hero side. Next we mentioned briefly it was the first thing in the notes for the Amazing Richard episode. We had the League of Extreme Skaters <laughs> that came about whenever the Amazing Richard gave immortality to a whole building or something. Oh yeah. And there were there were several ways you can go when you get immortality. You could use it for good or evil or extreme sports. Right. So they become extreme sports league. I don't know if they are heroes. <laughs> no. It'd be kind of funny if they had a, an antithesis still of people that are against extreme sports, like stereotypical shushing librarians or something like that. Like, you guys need to keep it down. Was it though? Like, skateboarding's not a crime. Skateboarding is a crime. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, uh, just like uh, parents against extreme skating pays um parents parents stopping skateboarding teens (laughs) said parents against coordinated extreme skating so it's peace that's actually paces paces which is also a word so that works out yeah i think that's good yeah that's fine enough so then we had the law warrior they were a superhero based attorney yeah they had different different law-based powers like habeas corpus and i think there was binding contract or something oh if they did a handshake they compelled the other person to stay to that agreement binding agreement maybe yeah at one point they become evil and become the law warlord in a different dimension (laughs) now oh yeah uh sometimes rival never enemy is defender defendant or defendant defender yeah they're sometimes on the opposite side of the aisle but, I think they have the same code of honor, though. Yeah, they're both both friends. They both see each other as good people. But they do go head-to-head occasionally. What about, like, a crooked judge or another attorney that's evil? Well, I was thinking, crooked judge. What if you make the J crooked? And if you make it crooked enough, it's a f- almost like an F for f- fudge. <laughs> judge fudge. But yeah, they, they're silly. They make a mockery of the court. And Law Warrior's not going to have that. They just, like, play a bunch of pranks and don't take anything seriously. They should have some some sort of dimensional powers. Because I, I, I couldn't see a, a good running law system allowing someone like Judge Fudge on the bench for too long. If they buy off enough of the politicians, 
they'll never get impeached. All right, all right. I'm into but it. But they could also have like mind powers or something that lets them stay there and pop up again and again. Yeah. What about defendant defender then? Same villain. <laughs> Same. No, I don't know. Um. Oh, what's the word for the guy that makes people swear in? Like the bailiff. Yeah. Yeah, an official of the court who keeps order, looks after prisoners. What about something like something bailiff? Judge bailiff. That's another word for bad. Bad bailiff. <laughs> Just bad bailiff. <laughs> Badly if no. I think no one else believes defendant defender that this one bailiff's really bad. And every time they're in court together, he's like, oh, they're doing something. They're doing something not good. Well, bad bailiff is uh, like a shapeshifter and is often hired by uh, crooked people trying to get uh, people prosecuted for crimes they didn't do. Oh, okay. Like, we need someone, like a mafia organization is we need someone to take the crime for this or the fall for this crime we're gonna make sure there's enough evidence and bad bailiffs gonna we're gonna hire bad bailiff they're gonna make sure the case gets thrown against this guy do you tell swear to tell most of the truth the whole truth that you like and nothing but some pretty similar to truth what if they've got like also limited like they can make the the whoever's on the stand kind of say whatever they want. Oh, like not kind of like puppet them. Yeah, like not full mind powers, but some limited form of mind powers. That's pretty good. All right, we want to move on to Giant Amish. <laughs> yeah, they were one of the Amazing Richards experiments gone wrong, or just gone. There's a, a giant Irish person. Irish. Amish. <laughs> yeah. They fight a sentient barn. The... Too much? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what if they just kind of fight other big things that have... <laughs> just just like giant cows that are on the loose or... Yeah. Giant ducks. Yeah. Like they're, this ant got more of the giant rays than uh, we did in the town. I gotta fight it. This giant ant. <laughs> Because I don't know what I mean, they're, I if they're part of the larger superhero community or just kind of defending their giant village. I mean, I think giant Amish would just want to help out. And so when a giant monster rolls into town, people might, like out in the rural areas, might be like, well, I guess we should just, you know, give this guy a call and he'll come out and wrangle it. Yeah. Then we had, I don't know if we decided a name, but all of the superheroes that were lost in the zombie event that we haven't described very much at all all of the superheroes that had their souls sucked out from the device were put back into one person and all the townspeople i guess all the people affected by the transplanting rays of the amazing richard's technology were then put into one body (laughs) there's talk maybe being chimera i see joseph campbell yeah Man with a thousand faces. Yeah, I'd just put a name after that. All the men, man. <laughs> all the. We could call them something like just like 1,000. Just all. <laughs> all. Multiple man. I think that's taken. Yeah, that's, that was the joke. I think that's taken, Daniel. Take it back. I, I, I'm sorry. I officially take it back. No joking. I retract it. Okay. Multiple man, though? <laughs> 
I don't know. I feel like Legion is too on the nose. Yeah. Since there's been a couple of characters like that. Oh. But maybe there's like, oh no. Um, Tisaurars. Oh no. Oh no, I was looking at other names. Myriad? That could be. Sundry. What if their name is a poem? <laughs> Does it simplify to something easy? Edward Martin's poem, My Name is Legion. <laughs> oh. Um, Myriad sounds pretty cool. So would their, their villain be? What if somebody inside of them is a villain? I mean, that's certainly true. Viewing the myriad human faces with an indescribable, intimate, and profound love. This love was all around me. It was everywhere. But at the same time, it was also me. Oh, that's really cool. That's their whole name. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go by myriad. So uh, they definitely have some evil people in them. Yeah. But it would also like an external one. So do we say they all have the powers of everybody that was also inside them? Yeah, I think we determined that. Because that makes it more interesting. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's something like... Like someone that could absorb powers, but no. We already have like a lore master. Yeah. Tell stories. And off the forge of the world, whirling in the drought of life, go sparks of myriad people, filling the night with strife. Strife. There you go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is something I remember now that I'm reading myriad in these different situations. I heard a while back that when you say myriad, it's... It's not, it's, you don't say a myriad of faces. You just say myriad faces. Oh. I heed them not, or if the subtle night haunt me with deities I never saw, I soon mine eyelids drowsy curtain draw to hide their myriad faces from my sight. I don't know, well, what would be a good counter? I mean, they probably have a lot of, they have all of the supervillains of the people that are inside of them. Then they have supervillains inside of them. Do they need an external conflict? <laughs> well, what if there's either somebody similar to them, but maybe with like less people or something? Yeah, that could be. Or maybe they want to join in. Oh. And Myriad's like, no, it's too much. But what if Strife has powers that makes it hard to concentrate? Hmm. So against most people, it's just debilitating. But against Legion or Myriad, it's actually pretty bad. Yeah, it's just Riot. <laughs> yeah, Riot should be their bad guy. Well, I mean, we could just move Riot down. I mean, Riot could be the other bad guy. But then this hero comes around and Riot just makes everyone in this one body Riot. Yeah. Oh, this one has Myriad in it. And also it's called We Wear the Mask. Oh. We wear the mask that grins and lies. It hides our cheeks and shades our eyes. This debt we pay to human guile. With torn and bleeding hearts we smile and mouth with myriad subtleties. Why would the world be overwise and counting all our tears and sighs? Nay, let them see us while we wear the mask. Nay, let them only see us while we wear the mask. We smile, but, O oh great Christ, our cries to thee from tortured souls arise. We sing... But oh, the clay is vile beneath our feet and long the mile. But let the world dream otherwise. We wear the mask. We wear the mask. We wear the mask. We wear the mask. That's basically the the thing I just said, but in a more efficient form. Clapping is a more efficient form of poetry. 
Riot's a pretty good villain for him, though. Uh, what would Strife be? What if they just made your powers go opposite? What if it was someone that was very... I don't know why their motivations. They're very anti-Myriad. So what they do is find out everyone that was in Myriad and then target a specific person and try to bring them out and to ruin. They have a vendetta, which is one person in Myriad. No, I think they can't be just... Like they at one at a time, but I think they got to be able to target a new weak spot every time. Oh, okay. Because one person, they they just one person we've already got covered. There's many people with one person vendettas against Myriad. Any super villains that that had a superhero gobbled up wants to go fight Myriad. <laughs> right. Strife is like anti Myriad and kind of a. Uh, they they go into hiding or whatever and then they come back out and it's kind of they're on they're doing what Myriad's doing whatever Myriad's doing and then they get these like clues referencing someone's background like a traumatic moment or a dark history of someone inside of Myriad they're just there to cause strife yeah. in the whole system what if they don't even have powers yeah they're just mean yeah they just want to destroy Myriad a piece at a time and with with Myriad being so many people some of the people just don't recover or something. It's a very bad thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that seems good. So in our notes <laughs> for this episode, there was a line of the notes that I have taken and put in these notes, and it said two low-level heroes in a mech suit. Do you remember what that means? Uh-huh. 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 What is that? Uh, probably not. Let me see here. Oh, they can each control half of the robot. What? Two low-level heroes in a mech suit. They each control one half of the robot. I need to re-listen to that episode before we dive into this hero. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that at all. So maybe uh, for a couple of these, we'll listen to episodes and then record again and have a little addendum to this as a bonus episode for heroes we have not recalled. Yeah. But- that's Two awesome. low-level heroes in a mech suit is going to have to wait. So next up for uh, the needs of villain, uh, we have Aegis, but it's ducks. <laughs> so good. I've been thinking about this. And have have we created a league of villains yet? I don't think so, but I, I was... That has a name. I was going to suggest we have one of those, and then we say the legion of evil bad guys, but they're geese. Oh. <laughs> See, I was going to say they're just natural predators like foxes and coyotes and raccoons and whatnot. Oh, they could be. But just geese is pretty good. At some point, we'll make a evil, evil Aegis. Evil just. But whatever whatever we make, I feel like that's going to need its own episode. Yeah. But whatever we make for an Aegis a legion of supervillains or whatever we have, them but geese is Duck Aegis's bad guys. And Duck Aegis is our superhero team Aegis, but uh, the Amazing Richard made duck versions of them. Next up, we had our Monster Squad episode. We don't actually have a name for this Monster Squad. I thought it was just Monstars. That's the Space Jam team name. (laughs) It's going to be multiple things. (laughs) No. Yeah, we don't have a name for them yet. Monstellar. But uh, that group consists of a gargoyle-type character 
a melty toy person that has magic. Magic based on the toys that have melted into their skin. Mass. Franken-zombie, which is... they Do they eat brains? I think they eat the they, whole. Don't they stitch brains onto themselves or something? I thought they just took the whole person. Let's. I think they replace parts with other people's parts. Is part of it. Arms and legs and head can be detached. Okay. Can't speak normally. They're the smart guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I think part of why they're smart is they have a bunch of brains stuffed into them. Franken, Frankenstein, Frankenstein style. They, they grafted a bunch of brains onto them as a school science experiment or something. I think that's kind of how the conversation went. They're very smart. Yeah. And they can only talk with. Yeah, I can't remember anything for that episode now. (laughs) I've gotten suddenly blank on that whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, I remember they were smart but had trouble communicating. So I thought there was something like they get the intelligence of the brains they eat. That might be part of it. I don't know. I've kind of got an idea of them. So the t- we already have a set of villains for the for the team as a whole. Right. But we could come up with another person they fight or a group they fight. Yeah, cuz they have the abacus, hive mind, wardrobe, the incident. Uh said slaughter came back as one of their villains. Yeah. So we've got a couple for him. So yeah, so they're outed as monsters now. The world knows yeah. about the existence of monsters. Is one of the the wrap ups of their event. So it could be someone that still wants to get rid of monsters, saying they're still an abomination and trying to exterminate them personally. It could be someone saying like the not standing anything but the highest standards of beauty. <laughs> oh, like a. Superstar model. The most beautiful person in the world. An evil plastic surgeon. Yeah, Dr. Evil. Dr. Beauty? That seems a bit simple. Yeah, blemish. Ah, who's a cat? Oh, you're not. You're not in on the Magic Tavern. Oh, no. I'm further into Magic Tavern, but I'm not that much further. Could be something with a mirror, something with perfection, something with symmetry, something with beauty. I'm just thinking of the bad guy from... Escape from L.A. That was a plastic surgeon. That's played by Bruce Campbell. Uh, what about... Smiles. Oof. <laughs> that's, that's frightening. Face off. Glamour. That's kind of cool. It feels a bit off from their goal kind of deal. Yeah. But I do like the name. Because it's not exactly glamour they're going for. I feel like maybe glamour is a, a sensational six villain. <laughs> Glitz and glamour. Oh... Do we want to move them down to the sensational six? I feel like it's gotta. Those seem like sensational words. What is it? What if they're the golden ratio? <laughs> the golden ratio. 1.618033988875. It continues on. It's irrational. What about Ventruvian? And it's a guy with two sets of arms and two sets of legs. <laughs> okay. It's like an android built by Leonardo da Vinci. I don't know about an android. What if there was the Vitruvian man and Da Vinci just sketched that dude? <laughs> this is the Vitruvian man. And everyone likes, ah, the perfect, perfect uh, form, human form. Uh, actually, uh, is a guy named Vitruvian. Yeah, it, <laughs> so, that's just who he is. What if Vitruvian also has a gold pet rat named Io? That sounds good. And the golden rat Io. <laughs> They're a monster, but a beautiful monster. Yeah, they, they are a monster oh. with the, the extra legs and arms. 
but they're beautiful. I just put together what you meant by golden rat IO. <laughs> I had to write that one out to see it. Yeah. I saw you typing it no, out I like... and then it being just ratio. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like that. They're they're a pretty monster. And they wanna Beautify the monster world. Yeah. Remove the blemishes. Monsters are okay. Ugly ones are not. I like that though. Da Vinci once sketched we... me because I'm so beautiful. Play with my long luscious locks. And my geometry powers. Okay. Now we discussed a bit before. Uh, the this team, the people on this team don't really operate on their own. But we thought about making some villains themed more towards each of the persons on the team that the team as a whole might fight. Gargoyle. Um. You know. Killer Hawk. Melt person. Yeah. Cubist ice. <laughs> Wait, cubist what? Cubist ice. They're a mashup of ice powers and uh, cubism, the art. <laughs> Franken-zombie. Right. A mummy. What is the fire of life? Is it Prometheus fire? Prometheus steals the fire. What is it? Fire. Human race, the gift of fire. I just stole fire. So just some fire? <laughs> Prometheus fire. This is fire. The character from Howl's Moving Castle. Calcifer. Oh, I know what you're talking about there. Oh, they stole fire from the gods and gave it to humanity. Oh, yeah. Without them. Okay. And then that's like the subtitle of Frankenstein. Modern Prometheus. Yeah. Because they stole the the act of creating life from God. I get you. So Prometheus, the mummy. Fire. You come back to take the gift of fire from the world. Uh, Oh, no. I fucked up. I've done real bad. <laughs> I gotta take this fire back. They're trying to take all the fire. And it's just there's there's just so much of it now that they all know how to do it. But really it is uh, it could be a mummified god that's just yeah. trying to get around and it just it can touch touch a living being and take their fire of life. Ooh. But also it could just take energy from fire. Just like turns the lights off. Yeah. But uh the wrappings, if the wrappings get exposed, just like violent energy burst out from behind there's just like so much energy in this container because it's been going for a, bunch, a while yeah a, if you get enough of the wrappings off a bunch of birds come down and peck out his eyes and intestines is that the thing yeah that was like his treatment was the birds kept pecking him out okay do we actually want to go back to any of the ones i said before this one <laughs> oh, flush them out the at all killer hawk and cubist ice for the uh the other two he kind of talked about cubist eyes he just makes cube art out of eyes <laughs> what was killer hawk just a bird person that has a vendetta against them all right this is how i actually imagined our villain when i envisioned villains as one episode i imagined yeah. us going through and just like saying a name and that was a villain they had oh I do like I do like that we are giving more of a backstory, and in a way, we're kind of creating, at least for some of them, a little storyline that goes with their villains and how they might crop up Gar- again and again. What if Gargoyle used to have a pigeon that sat on him every day, and becoming a living creature and moving around really upset them, and the pigeons just trying to drag them back up to their roost, but they go by Killer Hawk. It's just a pigeon. It's a big pigeon. Everyone's like, I think, I think it's fine. 
I don't think that pigeon really is going to bother you. And it's just staring at him. What if it starts out that way? But then the pigeon eventually, it's not a talking pigeon or anything. This is a chicken boo type scenario where the pigeon eventually creates a whole mafia organization, a crime family that they're the head of to try to get gargoyle back. That's their sole thing. (laughs) But they're into, there's a whole drug trade and trafficking and racketeering that they're they're the head of but they are just a pigeon yeah (laughs) i feel like it's got to be something else now like papa pigeon (laughs) that seems pretty good yeah i like that okay okay uh intern we already have one intern based villain yeah an intern that went bad in the form of the incident what 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 if the another villain a villain for the group is an intern intern's ex-lover scorned and has a vendetta against their workplace and doesn't even realize that it's monsters oh they're just like i'm gonna prank their workplace i'm gonna get back at them then they find out it's monsters and then they have a very i don't know they then they have a vendetta against monsters i don't know kind of devolved (laughs) I'll try this one on for size. Prank star. It's like their Instagram Snapchat name for their their video series of them trying to prank these monsters. Is that a uh, Sensational Six villain? Yeah, I think there is one of those too. <laughs> okay. Because they had like a YouTube personality or something. Yeah. This could be another flavor of that. They could be Monstar. Getting okay. like exclusive... Like they're trying before before they're trying to expose monsters like monsters exist, guys. They're trying to expose after monster reveal. People know monsters exist. They focus. They try to do like TMZ style stuff like you've seen. Look at my like, please don't stop paying attention to me. (laughs) I got more pictures of monsters. Here's one on a toilet. Here's one eating brains on a toilet. Okay. And then Norman Moss, the swamp monster. Well, they kind of are a villain. <laughs> yeah. I think any, I don't know, do they have a, a old-timey rival? I guess they've been around for a long time, longer than anyone else on the team. Perhaps yeah. they have a old business associate that has been wronged. They left him in the dust back in the Wild West era, <laughs> and that person has been plotting since then. What if it's just a split part of themselves? So it's mm-hmm. just like a brother or sister. It's uh, Abby Moss. Okay. It's another doable one. I would say they're just doing the same thing. They're just different person. Okay. I do like the phrase cowboy cult. Oh. Perhaps a cowboy did business with Norman Moss when Norman Moss was in the Wild West days. Okay. <laughs> I like it. This cowboy went off on their own. And they wrote basically a Bible worth of text about the evils of monsters and all all this stuff and died in a cave. <laughs> Later on, people find this cave, start studying the teachings. They somehow derive powers. Maybe maybe the, the, the cowboy had a piece of Norman moss and you could eat part of him and develop some powers. So they actually have some powers. Like some longevity or something. Yeah, something. Some regenerative properties or something. 
but uh, there's a whole cult around this. And then Norman Moss is, of course, the the devil in their religion. Yeah. (laughs) And so so the cult is occasionally trying to kill Norman Moss. And then it turns out they're kind of right that he's evil. But at the time that the monster squad is trying to defend Norman Moss because they don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, for swords, we probably could just do one new villain yeah. for the whole team. They, they don't need a differentiation between the different ones. What about just a rival conspiracy theory group? Yeah, Spears. And there's just some conspiracy nerds that keep trying to beat them to the punch on things. Hmm. Hmm. But not super conspiracies or just normal conspiracies or... I mean, any conspiracy. Or maybe it's like the younger kid that kind of runs the group. It's like their sibling. And it's like, yeah, they think they're so cool. I can do that too. (laughs) I can have a super group of nerds. That seems fine. Next is one of your people. Yeah. Moving into the Grand Calamity Super Force. I don't think you read it all. I have here typed in the notes, Grand Calamity Super Force Squad Team. Is the squad team a new addition to the <laughs> into their title? That's for season two, yeah. where they power up and get new suits. Zio. <laughs> oh, Zio might not be bad. Is it actually a Power Rangers thing? Oh, oh, right, right, right. Power Rangers Zio. Uh, but yeah, they're a Power Ranger proximity because they're from an alternate reality of Earth where Aegis is bad. Is it not just Aegis is bad, but Aegis is like a whole military? force or something or did i make that yeah up? they've they've taken over the world and they've distributed powers to people it's kind of like war world where from i think dc where it's they've made the whole world into a weapon kinda. Oh, okay. do they have like further since do they have a more galactic presence in this i think they're yeah okay. they're working that way because they have these interdimensional spaceship things and giant robots and so i think they're much more of a universal threat but the grand clan of the super force is a group of those people that ran away and they've they've got like the leader and you know the smart one the strong one okay so what if the bad guy is like a a witch that sits in like an interdimensional moon tower and just throws down Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, lances mm -hmm. and makes things big makes giant monsters yeah I mean, that's pretty good, but what <laughs> if it was her ex-husband who had no skin and threw a trident instead? Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah? What's the one Power Ranger villain we already invoked in this series sometime? Oh, uh... During the Quake who's... episode? No, during the Quake episode. During the... Yeah, during the oh, villains, oh. we had Ivan Ooze, but... It was the lava monster yeah. guy. I put in a quote from them in the episode itself. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, we can just we could make something even just dumb like the stoplight guy or stoplight guy. Did you ever see that? Oh, you're talking about like a week monster of the week type thing. Yeah. Okay. A pumpkin man that when I was a kid thought was Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> because I had just heard the name of the band Smashing Pumpkins and then also my point of reference for that pumpkins was Power Rangers monster. <laughs> I. Th- I pumpkin in both of them, so I just kind of assumed they were one and the same. I had the action figure for the eyeball guy, and for whatever reason, I thought he was just great. That's unrelated to your story. But no, that Smashing Pumpkins is really good. I can't 
think of what I thought Smashing Pumpkins was at that age. Um, pumpkin rapper from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, he's a rapper too? Oh, yeah. Oh, and he raps from this article. It even requires a rap to summon him out of the ground. <laughs> oh, no. I gotta watch a clip now. Power Rangers, you have a dangerous mission ahead of you. Behold the viewing globe. No, Zach. They are Rita's evil doings. These pumpkins can attach themselves to your head, making it impossible for you to see or breathe. Oh, my gosh. When the biggest of them ripens, it will turn into Rita's newest creation, Pumpkin Rapper. Lord, on what can this monster do? He will try to distract you with his clever raps and rhymes. Then he'll wrap his vines around you and destroy you. Pumpkin Rapper is about to happen. Man, Rita's got some evil tricks going on this time. You must go to the park and find this monster before he ripens. Man, what a whopper! Come on, guys, let's wake this vegetable up. Yeah! It's just a trick or treat. You're incomplete. To the Power Rangers you can be. All you are is the pumpkin meat. <laughs> 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 Ooh, you rage and make me mad! pumpkin rapper what about pumpkin smasher <laughs> someone just going around smashing pumpkins and it's be right before halloween so they need all of them all the kids need all of them around town the, do these kids go to like high school yeah okay so they just kind of blend in even though they're from a different dimension we haven't gotten to episode two yet but they're gonna be like we gotta learn though what's going on on this planet yeah best place for us to fit in High school. I think pumpkin special is good. It could be like the the orchestrator that weasels their way into school and then makes everyone sing. <laughs> There's endless number of villains. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Sylvdar instead of Goldar. That's one of them. Svildar. Galaxor. He's the interdimensional gl- gladiator guy that fights him. Okay, okay. But yeah yeah that's about <laughs> on par for that team i mean they're monster of the week people <laughs> i see here you put shadow doom in the list yeah are you actually letting him into the the proper fiction i didn't think i barred him from the fiction oh no i was just astounded that you've been uh hinting at a character called shadow doom for a while wait shadow doom was a villain I... wasn't it yeah that's the reason i was oh yeah my bad. I thought they were a hero. I couldn't remember because we barely talked about them. There's just background pieces of their armor in some episodes. Yeah. No, I I messed up on the list, though. Oh. They're not allowed. Well, we made a joke about, because I was like, yeah, they used to be a good guy. And you're like, ugh. You always, you're doing that with a lot of characters. No, oh, I think you probably were. Yeah. <laughs> no, most of the stuff you say I don't really actually have a problem with. Yeah. Or if I do, it's like a dumb thing. And then it usually ends up being what you wanted. 
like i don't think that name sounds very good and then we'd sit here for 10 minutes and then it's like well i guess that name <laughs> do mouse yeah i didn't protest that one too much i just thought it was a thing yeah shadow mouse okay so shadow doom is already a bad guy so we don't need to give them a bad guy and that's where we have to end this week join us next next week for more villains here's our outro yeah emails questions comments things we forgot little bits to double issue showed at gmail.com so you can you can follow me daniel at Guare on twitter and i'm at quentin pongrats on twitter <laughs> we got website double issue dot show we got twitter double issue show facebook wordpress discord instagram come join us you online you want to see eight minutes of the sketch show i'm sorry nine minutes of the sketch show kelsey grammar go check our discord we got the clip also, Return of Dimension. That, that clip's in yep. there. Um, we got art. The thumbnail art is by Lisa Prather. You can find her on Instagram at Lisa Prather or online in general at lisapratherart.com. Did I say her Instagram was Lisa Prather? It's at it's Lisa Prather Art. Our theme song is the Free Harmonics by Free Harmonic Orchestra, used and shortened under a Creative Commons license. Yeah, find it and other songs by Free Harmonic Orchestra on freemusicarchive.org. Next week is maybe more villains, but if this is the final villains episode, we'll be at you with uh, everyone's turns into drinks. <laughs> and then we'll see where we go from there. Let's say at some point we'll do Citadel oh, yeah. World Build 2. Yeah, part we two. just have to have more coordination on that one. The end forever. And we all lived happily ever Bye. after. Bye. Out. Woo. Oh, cool. Now we can get back to making things. Make a few more and wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for my tangents. Right. No, you're good.